0: Gentlemen, today, here inside of the bunker, I've got an absolute fucking belter for you. I've got Pete Bennett, a Londoner, an absolute fucking legend when it comes to building businesses. Not only building businesses, but selling those fucking businesses for a small fortune. That being said, today's episode has got absolutely nothing to do with building or selling businesses. But, I would have you consider right now, it's arguably the most vital episode of the fucking season. See... The cold, harsh reality is that Pete has personally lost half a million quid in a messy divorce, something with which hindsight he believes could have been avoided if he'd followed and stuck to the simple framework that he's going to talk you through today. Now, as me and Pete get into this, I'm going to be honest with you, some of the language that gets used is initially going to make you squirmish and it's going to put up your guard. We're going to use words like love. We're going to use words like language. We're going to start talking about relationships and all the sort of stuff at men we are inherently Well, we're inherently told to fucking avoid like the plague as we grow up inside of this game today. So I would urge you to stick with this. Be bold. Ultimately, you nail this shit to the floor. You will build better relationships. You will have a better foundation for your life and you will build a better business. This one is going to go off the fucking charts. Let's do this.
1: There are a ton of men doing podcasts about business. Or at least they claim to be men. It's time to take off the panties, (laughs) and let's get real. (laughs) This This is the One One Man Empire Empire Show with Charlie Hunt. Hunt. If you have a sweet spot for big business horseshit, or if you're a sucker for bland, boring, politically correct podcasts, you can go ahead and turn this off right now. If you're a man at the helm of your own business, we want to inspire you to make more, provide more, provide provide more, and be more without having to sacrifice it all. You'll get everything from ethically great tactics to dealing with dickhead customers and all the the carnage carnage in between. Let's do it. Welcome to the One Man Empire Show with Charlie Hutton.
0: So give 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 me a background, Pete. Tell tell me your, your situation, give me a little bit of your story and we we go from there.
2: Yeah, I mean I had, had a fairly classic background uh, in that I went to university, did the the kind of prescribed way of being successful, if you like, mm. degree, and worked in a, a blue chip and oil company for um uh, best part of a decade. Um, and then left and went the entrepreneurial route. And you're an entrepreneur. You, you know what it's like. You suddenly um, you, you exchange the boredom of corporate for the potential upside financially of running your own business. Yeah. But all of the other stresses and all of the other complications and all of the other uncertainties that you only really find out when you start trying to become an entrepreneur because as you know there's lots of people out there that say oh you know running your own business is easy you know freedom laptop lifestyle tim ferriss is flipping four hour
0: <laughs> four <laughs> hour peter w- collard on a beach somewhere and the money just magically falls off and uh, in your lap
2: utter nonsense i i detest that book instantly but for me it was working really really hard um starting multiple businesses most of whom or most of which failed mm. A couple of which were successful I sort of managed to sell them. One was a seven-figure business, one was a six-figure business. Whoopie-doo. But, um, you know, I think they often say that you tend to hurt the people that are closest to you. Um, because, you know, you, you're always putting on a brave face, aren't you? But I, I, I think actually, between you and me, I think I was a pretty terrible husband. Because... I assumed that what I was doing was for the benefit of both our happinesses. But I hadn't really taken into account what, you know, her happiness perhaps was. And that's really where my interest in the five love languages that we're going to talk about today came from. Because had I understood her love language, then I would have been able to speak it. So I guess, in a way, the the point of doing this with you is, you know, this is what didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I screwed up, so you don't have to. I
0: I love that. I think I think there's so much to be said to that as well, isn't it? In terms of being like, actually, if I I can see the mistakes other people have made, or, or other people share those mistakes, you know. Yeah. You you talk there, Pete, about not necessarily. Well, in fact, you talked about realizing that you weren't seeing or you weren't possibly on the same page as, as your other half. When did that realization start hitting? Was that out of the blue or or was that a, a slope that you were kind of on or, or when did that um, kind of hit <clears throat> for you guys? Well,
2: they, they normally say that. Um, well, they say that me, me, most men don't realize that there's a problem with the relationship until it's way too late to fix it. Um, and I think I noticed there was a problem when um, my wife, you know, we started to develop different interests. Let's put it that way. Okay. Her, her, she became interested in sleeping with men in hotel rooms.
1: Wow. Uh, and it just wasn't for me. I, I thought,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, had she taken up golf or something, maybe we could have tried that together. Yeah. <laughs> the, the idea of going and sleeping with rich businessmen in central London hotels. Yeah. Um, I don't know, we just drifted apart. It developed separate hobbies, I suppose. Yeah. Um, But jo- joking aside, I think... I realized that things were going wrong when um, she was no longer interested in spending time with me. But, you know, once, once things have gone too far, you can't fix it. And, you know, advice to men, not that I'm qualified to give advice, but a a suggestion for the men that are listening to this is if you think there's something wrong, there is. Um, Don't, don't wait for confirmation. You know, blokes, you know, we need it kind of written in neon. hundred percent. Yeah. So if you if you're feeling that there's something wrong with the relationship then you know be a man and don't hide from it and bring up the subject that you know there may be problems in in the marriage in the relationship. Um, and the five love languages that we're going to talk about um I think is a very simple um, framework to begin those discussions around there's lots of stuff if you read psychology books there's lots of really, complicated theories but actually they all boil down to the, the kind of five elements that that we'll, we'll talk about and this gives you a, a vocabulary and a framework to to broach difficult subjects and had i known this before i got married um I, i'm sure that my marriage would have been entirely different
0: I, I don't know what your situation was pete but but for me and probably in in my darkest hour with them, i i think like you i i kind of knew there was stuff going on there and I had, let's call it like the arsehole belief or the arsehole thinking in mind one was going on there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bit going to be all right, because when, when the business is going on, when we just get to this next level or whatever it might be, we're going to have loads of time to spend together. But right now I'm doing this for the greater good. I'm doing this for us and therefore everyone else should be happy as I fucking martyr myself and um, pretend that everything's going to be okay in the long run. And I, I don't know if you've had a situation i know i've had conversations with other men where we where we kind of ignore that because we think we're doing it with the other person's best interests at heart where i, I don't think we necessarily are a lot of the time we, we're just doing it to satisfy our own fucking egos
2: yeah i, I think there's, there's part of the you know the, the, the ego certainly comes into it but also you know t- to take the blame off of us a little bit we're brought up or certainly i was i'm probably older than you i'm 50 56 i'm definitely older than you probably twice your age but <laughs> it, it was um you know in our day man you know work hard bring bread home for yes. woman yeah and w- woman's happy as long as you don't beat her or at least no more than <laughs> she <wants to> be. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not after nine o'clock um, yeah but But that was that was the prescribed way of being a successful man and earning the love of your woman. I mean, me, me, and you Jane, isn't it? Um, But now things have changed. But um, it's it's more difficult for us now as a man. What does being a man mean now? I mean, are you supposed to, you know, are you supposed to be empathetic and soft and emotional and? You know be almost a feminine friend to your wife or are you supposed to you know be the alpha male and have her look up to you and respect you and possibly fear you in a way um I, I don't know it's no longer clear
0: i'd agree there's there's all you there's all sorts of let's say blurred lines and i think the trouble with those blurred lines is we end up wearing different fucking masks depending what the situation is and and it stops us being ourselves doesn't it really it, it makes it um Makes it very very difficult to understand where our place is, whether that's at home, whether it's in work, whether that's in society, and we end up then lying to ourselves and lying to everyone else as to who we are and whether we're happy with what's going on.
2: Yeah, and, and also it's the same for women. I mean, women. Oh, totally. If if you ask women what they want, they'll come out with a list of attributes, and then they'll end up. Um, being attracted to the bad guy on the motorbike anyway
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you you
2: actually cannot win yeah Um, i'll say i don't know whether this is too rude but one of my friends said something years and years ago i've never forgot it he said if women didn't have breasts we'd stand on the other side of the road and throw rocks at them (laughs) 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 Uh, i i always sort of think back to that it's an exaggeration to make the point but you know that it's very very difficult to understand what the hell they want because they don't know themselves sure Um, it's difficult
0: and you've mentioned the five love languages pete talk talk me through let's go through through the first one and um talk talk me through that one
2: all right these are in no no order they're just in the order that i happen to remember them and write them down the first thing is everybody um has one primary love language and one secondary love language okay Obviously people will have traits from other ones, but you have to make a decision really and identify those, those two for this to work. So, um, you, you first should identify your primary love language yeah. and then also, um, you probably have a pretty good idea once you know the definitions, of what your partner's love language is, or if not, just ask her, you know, yeah. what makes your partner feel loved. So the first one, and we'll go through and give some examples is, words of affirmation so um that would be you know i thought you did i'm I'm proud of you i thought you did really well at that and uh, often um men like this you know because we want to be told by our wives what you know mr big cock we are or uh, (laughs) yeah yeah you know you're you're amazing darling all that that sort of stuff um you know it's the same for women you know you, you men often talk about women's appearance but they never say you know what well, you know i respect you or i'm proud of you that that kind of thing
0: that's so true isn't it that's so true
2: men generally are not taught to vocalize emotions um unless it's aggression 100 percent. or it's in defending the honor of the lady or whatever we're just not given a vocabulary to express emotions and that's why i think this very simple framework is quite good because the words aren't very long and difficult to understand but they they speak a lot so words of affirmation and it's the same by the way in business all of this stuff goes for business so you know if you've got an employee um it costs nothing to say well done good job and often that's a lot cheaper and a lot more effective than giving them a pay rise. Okay, so is that words of affirmation? Is, by the way, I'm going to ask you, Charlie, as you go through, what do you think your love languages are? What's your partner's name? M.
0: It's Emma. Yeah, yeah, yeah M.
2: And, uh, so w- would you say that that words of affirmation is a love language for you?
0: It's definitely one of mine, Pete. I'm I'm a sucker for like an outer boy and a pat on the back in terms of being like, that was really good there. you you did well. I'm proud of what you've done there, what you've achieved, what you've hunted. I think that's a big one for me, definitely.
2: Um, And have you ever uh, used words of affirmation for for Emma? I
0: I think so it's kind of interesting this, Pete, because I've done like a load of therapy during the years because of stuff I've fucked up. And definitely, what's the best way to describe this? I never used to. Ironically, yep. um, both me and Em worked together in the business as well, so we worked side by side, which brings a whole load of other dynamic into the relationship side of things. And I think that was that was definitely something that was a hundred percent missing to start with, and caused a lot of problems as well in terms yeah. of there was there was there was a distinct lack of that from my side of things, despite me wanting to hear it at this side. There was there was very little recognition in terms of being like, and that's fucking amazing what you've done there. Or I'm really, really proud that you've done that and you've put that together. And it's it's ironic, isn't it? That you would expect that, you would, ex- you would expect and you would value that to hear that back, but to give that back out again becomes such a uh, mental fucking roadblock and a hard thing yeah. to say and, and a hard thing to deliver. And, and if her love
2: language or one of her lo- love languages is not words of affirmation, then that doesn't matter. Yeah. If it is, it's absolutely crucial. Yeah, and, and this is the point. Unless you know then you you have no idea about how to express love in the way that she wants to receive it. And most people tend to give out love in the way that they want to receive it.
0: Mm.
2: So, you know, it may, maybe I'll come to the next one. Maybe her love language is physical touch. Yes. I'm not talking about necessarily sex. Sex is part of it, but actually it's nowhere near the most important part. It could be a hug.
0: Yeah. It
2: could be um holding hands and if your love language is not physical touch and hers is and you're not cuddling her or you're not you know giving her that physical feeling then she's literally dying inside
0: that's fucking crazy isn't it and
2: and she will get it from somewhere else ultimately she'll yeah. need it. these are not wants these are needs and that's why you know, people have affairs is to try and fill the hole that's not being, you know, um, not being. I should, I should <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: It's it's really interesting that Pete, isn't it? That that word needs because from like, I suppose if, if from from a business standpoint, Maslow always springs up in terms of like his hierarchy of needs. That's that's the one that everyone fucking talks about. Yeah, it's like, are, are we meeting things on this pyramid? And what never comes up though is. Is are we meeting these deeper emotional needs, whether that's with um, other half and whatever it might be? It's such a, I don't know if taboo is the right word, Pete, but it's just it's just not fucking talked about, is it? No. Yeah, it's 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 the foundation of um, society in terms of partnerships. It it, it costs so much fucking money from divorces, and and everyone's got so much what's the word skin in the game i suppose really literally from a relationship standpoint but it's the one thing that people just don't fucking talk about
2: yeah and people will will go and find it elsewhere if you're not providing it um whether or not they they consciously want to do that it it just tends to happen if you want to talk about um you know uh, an investment in this stuff i mean how much does it cost to get divorced compared to how much does it cost to give her a cuddle you know um this is a good investment guys believe me having been through that process
0: <laughs> we we talked about that before pete do you want to do you want to talk through that experience from your side of things i mean it cost you a fuckload of money didn't it
2: yeah I, I had 60 days to pay her roughly half a million quid just over half a million quid in cash or i would have oh, lost my and we had no chip no kids mm. um and she didn't work for a living uh here's enough because i was looking after her here's here's a tip by the way if your wife doesn't work whether or not you've had you have kids um, because you're the nice guy and you support her. When you get to the divorce court, suddenly that works against you because she will have no way of supporting herself and you'll be expected to keep her in the style that she's become yeah, yeah. accustomed to. So send her out to work, even <laughs> if it, for your own protection.
0: Yeah, It's interesting because when when you say there, the word the word investment in terms of going through these things, it is an investment. I mean, that's that's literally the probably the... What is it? It's fucking... The biggest investment you can make yeah
2: um it really is um you don't want to go there you really don't want to go there and it's preventable uh, and it's not just the, the the cash obviously it's the emotional turmoil and everything else um and being in a relationship where you're not getting your needs fulfilled is it's the most lonely place in the world and it, often it's so easy to fix if you just have the conversation
0: And did you feel that you weren't getting your needs emotionally fixed as well, Pete, or was that from her side? One of my,
2: one of my love languages primary is probably words of affirmation. And I was working really hard, um, doing stupid hours. And when I got home, I got nagged for not, for not being there because I was working really, really hard, um, to make the money, um, to, Ultimately, give us both a good life. What I wanted to be told is, I'm proud of you. Thanks for working really hard. Um, I'll make you a cup of tea. I'll get you some dinner or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, that didn't happen. I got nagged because what she wanted was quality time. So yeah. Yeah. she would have preferred us not to be as rich and to spend more time together. I, my needs weren't being met. Her needs weren't being met. Eventually, it's going to end in tears. And it did. Um, so you know, give the wife a cuddle if if you need to hold hands, then to feel connected, then tell her that you know it's 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 weird with men because you know we can have you know we can go on about how much sex we've had and all this kind of stuff and what she did in the bedroom and stuff but honestly, sometimes we it, 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 we just want to hold hands or we just want to cuddle, and that would be seen as being weak and needy,
0: yeah
2: and it isn't it really isn't um sometimes men are our own worst enemies i think
0: i i would agree i think there's some there's a lot of our soul thinking that we we all run and again whether that is ingrained from what we've experienced growing up what we've witnessed growing up from sort of like a parental standpoint but that there is that air of Oh, I can't do that. I'm I'm a man. I can't I can't reach out and hold hands. We can't like snuggle and cuddle on the couch. That that's not a manly thing to do. That's yeah. not the alpha thing to do. And then we'd run that fucking conflict pattern over in the back of our head, which means that we push back and hold back, and then it's it's a self fulfilling shit show, isn't it?
2: Yeah. And a lot of it is avoidance as well. It's like you know all this stuff about being macho. Um, oh, don't go for therapy because only soft lads go for therapy. Hardest thing you'll ever do. Hardest thing you'll ever do. You know, easy to go and lift weights, isn't it? You just go in there, you just do it. And it doesn't, it's hard work, but it doesn't take that much skill and and, and self-awareness and analysis and, and, and deep thought. Going to, to therapy and learning to express your emotions and talk about it is the hardest thing you'll ever do, but also the best
0: investment you'll ever make. I totally agree. I, I think it's... um you want to have a good life you you, you you're you signing a let's say a contract you're going to get married to someone you you want to be together forever why the fuck would you not invest and make that time that you spend together the the best time possible and you're like well that that kind of makes sense why why the fuck have i put this off until things are on their ass and uh yeah i'm trying to paddle upstream to uh to, to unbreak things
2: until yeah I leave it until it's too late um so you know i guess if i had my way before you got married that there would be some pre-marital counseling Uh, maybe they talk about the five love languages i don't know can't hurt can it
0: no i i think it's i think it sounds like a fucking spectacular idea pete i think there's there's so many times in in life with different circumstances i mean just from a fucking communication standpoint that 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 becomes really really valuable and it's like well why why is that not addressed why isn't that not talked about i would have definitely benefited from that i think it's how you would have benefited from yeah. that but... <laughs> so we've got we've got affirmations uh we've yeah. got touch what is, was uh, what's our third one
2: next one is again the, people can snigger at this one acts of service okay of service and it's not while you're down there yeah. or, or it could be uh get her a cup of tea um wash the car um You know, do the vacuum cleaning, um, something that is you serving her and therefore saying that she's important enough to take the time to uh, to do something for her and put the effort in. Um, I had a girlfriend um, a while ago, and one of the loveliest things she did was she used to make the bed. And it took 30 seconds. And to me that that was just amazing that she'd taken the time to do that and i'd say thank you and you say why are you thanking me you, know, you don't need to say thank you so i don't need to say thank you but i'm grateful
0: i think that's really interesting the act of service side of things but what you, you said at the the end there pete from the the thanking side of things and from the work i've done from a relationship standpoint i mean i, I am always amazed that if if stuff goes south or sideways when i start going back to the root cause of what happened in terms of whether it's an argument and you start reflecting on shit nine times out of ten it is that co- there's been a communication breakdown somewhere where someone hasn't said thank you or someone hasn't something hasn't been expressed it's another thing we don't get taught how to do is how to effectively communicate whether it's gratitude or the fact that you're feeling pissed off or frustrated or something it just goes unfucking said
2: yeah and it and it doesn't go away does it it boils and it festers and then it comes out in a very negative way because it's um it's often the, the little things that the straw that broke the camel's back. There's a comedian, I forget who it was now, but he had a um, his, his joke. Was He says, "Do you know, um, does it ever happen to you that, you know, y- you mean to say something and it just comes out all wrong? So this morning um, I-, I meant to say to the wife, can you pass the salt? But it just came out as you ruined my life, you fucking bitch. <laughs> 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 it's just it's just all this stuff that mounts up and a little thank you every now and again can diffuse a lot of that because it means the resentment isn't there for being taken for granted.
0: Agreed. It's and, huge uh, that isn't it?
2: And the women need to do it as well. You know, if you do um wash the car, fuck's sake say thank you.
0: Yeah. It's
2: not you know don't take people for granted. It's just as important both ways. Um next one. Should we do the next one?
0: Sure, let's hear it. What have we got?
2: Quality time. And this is a a big one for blokes. This is a big one for blokes because we tend to think that quality time, how how would I put this? I normally say that these, if you think of the love languages as currencies, they're not changeable, right? So you can't work really, really hard and really, really long and make lots of money and then exchange that in her love book, if you like, as being equivalent to quality time. It doesn't work that way. You can't you, you can't substitute one with the other and exchange between them. So if her love language is quality time, um you better make time to spend time with her doing things, you know, where she's feeling fulfilled and satisfied. Like it's often, you know, I don't know, let, let's say the missus wants to go and have a walk around the park and you're busy. To you, the walk around the park is just an interruption of the important stuff. Yeah. Because you're too busy. And i know, making the next million but unless you unless you do the quality time bit with her that's probably going to cost you that million yeah. when she divorces you so it is important to spend quality time um it's important to find a partner that you want to spend time with as well i mean lo- lots of men are not saying that i did this particularly but you know they marry trophy brides don't they
0: 100
2: and then can't stand to spend time with them it's yeah. going to go wrong
0: that, that quality time, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Pete. I think especially for, let's say, I, I, I use it because I can, from experience, for, for us that are, that are entrepreneurs that are pushing business, there is always that justification that I feel what I've got going is more important. That shit can wait till down the line, to another time, to once I've got this email done, the fact that you believe that there will be this magical hour that suddenly appears where that quality time can fit into, which never fucking happens, which, like you say, if that love language of your partner is quality time, they're just constantly feeling like they're being put second fiddle to the business. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I remember when I was, I was in, I think it was in Vegas, actually, and I was speaking at an event and there was a um, an opportunity to meet a very big name in the marketing mm-hmm. industry. And what that meant is that I could either meet the, the big big fish or I could take the lady wife to uh, to see a show. Yeah. And, I, I, and I said, well, look, we can go and see a show anytime. I'll only ever get the chance to see this guy once. Um, you don't mind, do you? And of course she said no. And then I, I, knew I'd blown, I knew I'd blown it. Yeah. I was absolutely right. I could take her to see the show the next night and the guy wouldn't be there. But the, the, the message that I was giving is I don't love you enough. To, to forego the time with this powerful man Turn, turned out not to be so powerful. But um, th- the point that I'm making is it, it does matter, even if there's a logical reason why it can
0: be rearranged. Yeah. It's it's, it's a, a straight up slap in the face rejection, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I, I'm very, or I used to be very, very guilty of that, Pete. Very guilty. And, um, Again, reflection, you look at that and you're like, what a fuck, fuck what a fucking arsehole.
2: But, but not to beat yourself up too much, Um, unless you know these things and they've been pointed out, then at the time, if it's your first time going through, you know, relationships and stress in businesses and stuff, you don't, you don't know what's going on because you're too busy firefighting and trying to deal with what you can. But if you learn this stuff before you get into the situation where you are under stress, then maybe you can preempt the bad things yeah. by referring you know, to the fact that perhaps you are um, almost disrespecting her and telling her that you don't love her when actually that's very far from the case. It's just that you're miscommunicating.
0: And it's, it's it, I, I think it's that that being conscious, well, you, you're taking yourself from being unconsciously aware to consciously aware, aren't you? So in terms of when you when you're about to mutter that phrase, yet yeah, we can do that, that will be amazing. Once I finish this email, that there's that, the mental pause that happens and you go, actually, what am I just about to say here? And what does that really mean? And yeah. uh, what am I what am I expressing by by muttering those words? Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Let's go and do that. And this this can wait. It's not as important as us spending some time together.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, in more recent relationships, I've done that. I've just said, you know, um, I need to get this finished, but you're more important. This can wait. I'm not going to make you wait.
0: That's a fucking power phrase right there, Pete. If I've ever heard one, Jesus Christ.
2: And maybe I should come up with a list of power phrases. I
0: think that that's that's like that's a spectacular phrase right there. Mm -hmm. That's loaded with so much psychology that it's not even not even. (laughs) (laughs)
2: i've actually you know literally said things like that directly to to you know girlfriend and sometimes it makes her cry
0: that's amazing wow
2: yeah um and it's embarrassing to start with you know you think oh i'm being a pussy here you know and you know pussy whipped and all that sort of stuff but if you say it and you mean it it makes them feel really really special because men don't men don't say that you know um and it it gets easier once you've done it once or twice it it gets easier and it does does really help to form an intimate connection
0: i think that that word pussy whips an interesting one isn't it in terms of the the frame that a lot of us probably have or, or the bravado or the mask that we we try and put on which in reality is going actually it's kind of fucked up because you just want to be in a relationship where you just fuck life is easy. And yeah. if, um, it's, it's not being pussy whipped it's actually going, I want us to be in this together. I want us to enjoy shit together. I want us to do this together. I want to experience this together. That's the whole fucking point of being together. There's no pussy whipped about it. It's a, it's a 50 50 it's give and take. And, um, surely that is a good place to be um, yeah. rather than the other way around.
2: Yeah. It's, it's the only place to be that's sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. So, Quality time. Um, last one of the five. Um, and again, this can be it's important we understand w- what this means. It, it, it's actually called receiving of gifts, okay. receiving of gifts. Now, um, it, there'll be a lot of men going, Oh, yeah, 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 she wants expensive jewelry or watches or whatever. Um, that really isn't the case. It's not anything to do with the monetary value it's to do with the um the the passing of something as a gift which is a token of love so it could be and it, you know it doesn't always have to be with with intimate partners like um if i go and see my mom i'll, I'll buy her a fivers with the daffodils from the local petrol station and she's made up because she, her love language is receiving of gifts okay it wouldn't be if i bought 500 pounds with a bouquet it wouldn't be any different to yeah. her it would still be the act of the gift um and i found this in my marriage about talking about people tend to give love in the way that they want to receive love and of course yeah, through i didn't know any of this at that yeah. stage so my wife um, before things started to go really badly wrong would keep buying little gifts for me like bloody robot with a clock in its tummy to st- <laughs> sit on my desk the very last thing i needed and I thought. Because my love language is nothing to do with receiving gifts. It was just a pain in the ass. She kept bringing all this crap home and giving yeah. it. To me. And what she was clearly saying is, "I want to feel love. I want you to do the same." Um, I should have bought her a fucking fridge, fridge magnet <laughs> <laughs> or, or something. Yeah, get a lot of fridge magnets for half a million quid. Um, but but the point is, it's. <laughs> unless you know this stuff you, you 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 fail to make each other happy because you're talking at cross purposes
0: so so do you know Pete, you, you talk about new relationships is this something now that you you go through do you, is it these questions that you actively ask
2: i mean to be honest i'm a bit of a geek with it so generally if it's on the first or second date i'll i'll bring up the subject and we'll we just talk about it um as a you know a conversation start as much as anything else and with with women. Um, I actually find it goes down quite well because they're thinking oh hang on he's actually not just a an oaf he he has yeah. got some um you know some idea of what's important to to make a relationship work
0: i can imagine it's probably the first time that any of them have even discussed the fucking subject most because of them have the heard of it yeah no, I, I i can believe that um like- like most men have never heard of it uh, it's 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 fascinating pete it's it's so fucking simple
2: it's like you know here's my user manual uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: very simple just you know there's five sections read these read section one and three and you'll you'll know what makes me happy um it it's and that's why i like this framework it's a framework that anybody can relate to irrespective of their level of education background mm. Even nationality.
0: So, where, where did you come across this, Pete? Like, talk talk me talk me through how you went on this exploratory journey. Was it because of the divorce? Was it before yeah. the divorce happened, or where uh, where did your curiosity peak around this? Well,
2: like most blokes, I didn't really know that the divorce was coming. I didn't want it. Um, it hit me really really badly, and I was um, I was on antidepressants. You know, I, I was a mess, and I went to a, a therapist, um, and you know, she brought up this this framework recommended the book by Gary Chapman um, and the sort of scales fell from my eyes as a result of reading it. And I just thought um, other people need to know about this. I mean, I have no financial stake in this or I'm not an affiliate for his mm-hmm. Chapman's book sales or whatever. It just seemed to me uh, to be a conversation that, that that should be had because I don't think men are particularly good at that if we can give it a name then we can we can normally deal with it but you know abstract emotional stuff is something that many men maybe even most men uh, are not versed in
0: i i think i think you're 100 right and from the therapy that i've done in terms of being able to articulate feelings and use that word this is how i am feeling in conversations it was fucking really tough to start with but once once i got used to that it was it was incredibly empowering in terms of being able to express that well i think it's difficult for,
2: for men to articulate this because we're not given the language i mean the, the classic is two men meet each other um how are you well they always say really good and the next question is what do you do Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so first of all are, are, you know what, what's your physical health like and secondly what's your utility value <laughs> yeah. right. so yeah. when, when i meet someone now what i'll normally say is um how do you feel today how how are you feeling today yeah that's a difficult question you know because it's not how are you it's how do you feel and most men won't notice the difference um the 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 important thing for men i think is to get used to answering that question honestly and if they're not feeling on top of the world say it you know i have actually feeling a bit shit today um had an argument with the the missus that's all right isn't it um It's certainly much better than drinking too much or um, going to what eventually happens with them, which is the the aggression. Yeah. And aggression is such a terrible, terrible um, emotion when it's not focused on something positive like lifting weights or
0: whatever
2: else. Um, So, you know, without wishing to be too dramatic, I think some of this stuff could actually save people's lives.
0: I, it's it's a big one. I think you 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 talk about um, divorce rates going up, Pete. You look at like male suicide rates at the moment. That's a fucking scary, scary it is. figure to see. See what what's going on with that. There's a lot of pressures. I think there's a lot of stuff that gets bottled up and doesn't get expressed. And that, as you say, it, it gets vented in one way, and it, it ain't fucking pretty when um, when it boils over.
2: No, it isn't. It really isn't,
0: It's it's unnecessary. I think it's it's there's there's a lot of stuff there that's been covered that that doesn't get fucking talked about. It's very easy to take a lot of what we've said, and the word love gets used or has got used a lot this evening, and then to to take that the wrong way and actually think, all right, okay, I, that, I, I can wait, or that or that that doesn't need to um, doesn't need to be applicable. I'm alright. I'm going to keep going and when you when you really really think about it and consider the possibility of what understanding of what those five things apply to you what those five which of those five things apply to your partner and how how much better how much easier how much more fucking fun life would be if you accepted that challenge and was like right fuck i'm going to try and figure this shit out with my other half and that's the challenge for the next 7 days i'm going to be brave enough to have that fucking conversation taking some fucking action around it and having some big brave conversations
2: yeah and of those five which which would you say is your primary and your secondary which would you say her primary and secondary
0: is my my primary is definitely affirmations and i think my secondary one i think is probably touch peak
2: yeah i'm the same i'm not sure which order it but those those two and i think that's quite normal Um, or not normal because it's all normal it's quite common
0: for men and what do you think hers is Uh, emma's i I believe um um, and we spoke about this in the past actually based on other conversations quality quality time is the big one with emma and I think that was where I fucked a load of stuff up. I mean, I, I got to the point where our Barney was just born and I'm up the M42 seeing a fucking client. I figured in my mind, that was a good idea. Yeah. Um, ra- rather than spending quality time with with a new family after all, all, that's that's gone on. My arsehole logic and my arsehole thinking at that point was like, yeah, I'm doing it for the family, therefore it's okay. So I, I think for, for Emma, that is definitely where that one is and i i think the phrase that you used earlier pete is uh, is one that i'm going to be writing down that's that's super super powerful i'm yeah. going to be using that one and uh, thanking you on the back of that one that was <laughs> fucking awesome my friend what about the second
2: secondary one because she, I, she,
0: yeah. I think i think the secondary one for Emma is probably acts of service yeah and um we we take the piss in our house. So emma has this phrase where she goes um she'd do something and i'll be like I, w- I was gonna do that what have you done that for and it's like she goes yeah shoulda woulda coulda in terms of yeah you should have done it you could have done it but you didn't fucking do it and i think yeah. that sometimes yeah. that goes a, a long way in terms of going yeah. i am going to preempt whether it's being told or just doing something because it's a good nice thing to do making cups of tea or whatever it might be i think that goes a long fucking way rather than um it grinding grinding emma's gears and her being like yeah dude what what the fuck? What, what, Why have i had to nudge you again to do something the fact yeah. that something can be preempted or the fact that you can actually do something that shows that you give a shit, um, yeah i think that goes down well with with them definitely
2: um but really it's just a question of having the conversation so m- maybe a good way to do this is to have a date night you know that's making quality time yeah. isn't it and then during that quality time just bring up um you know bring up the subject and in a light-hearted way you know just uh, i was listening to a podcast and there's this geezer going on about this
0: <laughs> Let, let's play a game and let's
2: work out which, what ours is and yeah i, I promise you'll have a good evening
0: that i i love i love the wording on that pete let's play a game that like softens the whole fucking thing doesn't it it takes the pressure out of it. so i just fucking explore this shit and see where we end up and um kind of go from there
2: yeah yeah and um I'm willing to bet it won't go badly.
0: Holy fuck, gentlemen. Well, I told you that one was going to get uncomfortable pretty quick. That being said, I think we can all pretty much agree that a half million quid divorce settlement, well, that doesn't sound like a good way to start any day of any week. So, let's start prioritising, executing, and understanding which one of those five love languages matches our other half, because fuck me. Better to keep the money inside of our walls than it is to hand it off to the fucking lawyers. That all said, gentlemen, that's been enough from me, and I will catch up with you guys on the next episode
1: to the The One One Man Man Empire Empire Show with with Charlie Hutton. Hutton. Congratulations. You made it to the end without becoming a snowflake and sobbing like a little girl. We're glad to have you. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time for some real, raw honesty on the The One Man Man Empire Empire Show with with Charlie Hutton. Hutton.